0: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to welcome the midgar minute we're on today's episode we're gonna be continuing our breakdown of the highly acclaimed flip phone <laughs> mobile game before <B4 laughs> crisis but before we can do oh. that we have we I have like someone that. we have to introduce and that is my amazing co-host Chris and Chris how are you today
1: Oh, I'm doing great, Nick. Thank you so much for asking. But you know, you know what I'm really feeling? I'm feeling appreciative. I'm feeling thankful.
0: Really? And What's the occasion?
1: I I don't know. I think could you help me remember? Uh, I I've done this bit the gozy so mang, <laughs> the um uh 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 lazy dongs. Wait, uh, the lazy dongs. Uh, <laughs> the 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 seven dwarves. Dopey and Mosey,
0: the the lazy dongs was closer. The lazy dongs was closer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Mosey gang. We, how could we possibly forget the Mosey gang? how How could we forget?
0: <laughs> oh God, I thought you were.
1: No, I didn't. I was. I I wasn't gonna interject because I'm like I you know whatever we as as the listener may know that we we alternate between. Uh, episodes who it it like introduces the podcast and i was like i didn't want to steal your thunder but uh i i guess i must (laughs) have because that's gonna be (laughs) that's gonna be all great unless you want to edit around that but we don't we don't do that here as you probably know we don't do that sort of thing but you know to to try and salvage this i'm even i'm even sabotaging everyone else's intros this time uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not just your own.
0: I mean, not you gotta just have my own.
1: I've now infected your intros as well now. <laughs> but would you like to do us the pleasure of reminding me, now that we know the name of the Mosey Gang, who those people are and what they do?
0: Why, of course I would, Chris. <laughs> Allow me to explain. The Mosey Gang are the fine individuals who donate as little as one gill a month to keep this train a rolling. And without further ado... Those kind of individuals are Scott, Kyle, AJ, Danny, Kevin, Jillian, Brianne, Matt, Sam, Charlotte, Cameron, Garrett, Dan, M, Ryan, Petros, Matt, M, and Tyos, 48. We owe all of you a huge, huge thank you. And you guys deserve better podcast intros yes, than Yes, you, so, you absolutely do. <laughs> dude, it was so do. funny. So, like, before we started rolling, we were talking about all the ways... We still screw up, despite the fact we've been podcasting for years. And I feel like we kind of had a little self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy there yeah, at the beginning it's, of the Yeah, it, it was
1: meant to be. It was meant to be. Exactly. My subconscious took care of it. Don't worry.
0: As it always does, doesn't it? <laughs> it do- yes, absolutely. It does. But anyway, but anyway, we start off with chapter 16. Coming off chapter 15, where we got to meet Sid. Chapter 14, where we got to meet Yuffie. Chapter 15, 16, what could you be holding? So, mm. basically, it picks up... Something, something mid- large and brown. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> if you can guess. But anyway, we got Avalanche, who's basically trying to storm a reactor. Nothing new. Same playbook, yeah. different place. Yep. Looking to storm a reactor, only they've brought Elf this time and have taken control of the Mako reactor. But where is which- this Mako reactor located, Nick? What didn't you know? It's in Coral, Corel? I don't know how you're supposed I, to say it. I've, I've always, always thought said it, it was Corell. yeah. Because coral's like the sea. Cool. And this is not. There's no water to be seen in this coal mining no. town. No. So I'd imagine it's, you know, exactly. But anyway, the exact opposite. Wouldn't <laughs> you know it? But anyway, the Turks basically have this open meaning, which it's kind of cool seeing Sung, Reno, and Rude together. With Shotgun there, she's kind of the odd one out. But it's funny how you're kind of starting to see these three sort of formulate as the game has gone on. The three Mm -hmm. of them are suddenly surrounding each other more than they were in the beginning. In the beginning, we kind of saw Rude and Reno around each other a lot. But now we're starting to see Sung insert himself into the mix. So I, just right off the bat, think that's pretty cool. Starting to see even in this short time of before Crisis, how things started to change among the Turks. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't really... We didn't really get to see any of the... Uh, like, when the game first started, they kind of alluded to the fact that Reno and Rude had, like, kind of worked together before, but not really. So we're kind of even seeing, like, you know... And we've seen, uh, like, uh, the, whatever chapter it was, that when Azul came in... And we kinda saw a little bit of the bromance happening there and uh, the the filler episode, uh, when Reno got his heart broken or no I'm sorry, when Rude got his heart broken uh, by that random. Every uh, good anime spy has lady. its filler. You know, and it's like you see those little things and as much as I would love to see like uh, like a flashback episode or something, I, I love how I'm talking about this like it's a <laughs> like it's a show. <laughs> but I would love to see like the origins of like Reno and Rude meeting and hey maybe we will basing how this game has gone so far I'm I wouldn't be surprised if we I don't know like what we see at this point because this game has uh thoroughly surprised me week after week that we have covered it uh still even to this point is uh, I'm I never know what to expect in the next chapter you know so I'm, I'm glad to see that at least we're continuing in that way. And, yeah, I, I like seeing this, this sort of beginning here. And, and Sung has always kind of been the, you know, behind-the-scenes kind of guy. You know, I feel like he's always just been, like, taking sort of, like, the, the leader role. And, I mean, he even mm-hmm. did in that short period when Verdot was... Uh, uh, not part of the Turks and and put behind a desk <laughs> but then shortly <laughs> shortly after that I think it was literally the next chapter after that he's like nah nah I'm, I can't do this <laughs> I'm I need to be ahead of the Turks
0: yeah he's always kind of had that sort of um Head of the crew sort of mentality. Yeah, he's Whether always you're looking I from always, like the Crisis core days all the way up to Final Fantasy Seven remake. Yeah,
1: he's always kind of been like Sung's always been the leader to me. Um even mm-hmm. even with Verdot being here, I think even at like with these group of people here, he's absolutely uh always been the leader type and Reno mm-hmm. and Root are definitely the muscle that go in and uh perform all the shitty ass plays <laughs> that that Shinra asked them to play.
0: Exactly. But essentially, the four of them gathered up to decide they all need to storm the reactor together, but from different points of entry. So the four of them basically split up to go look through the reactor, and then we cut. And who's this trucking it down in the coal mines? Mm. Well, if it isn't it Barrett. Mis- Mr. Barat himself which this is kind of cool cuz i feel like one of the um angles of this game was to show everyone's nibelheim incident if you catch my drift yeah and you know
1: uh, i'm cuz cuz this is this is pre i want to say this is pre gunarm barrett right this is before oh this whole, is pre gunarm barrett for sure yeah this is pre uh, pre dying uh i think well this actually might be the lead up to that incident. It's
0: 100% the lead up to that scene. And
1: the, like, cause there's, um, there's definitely more, I think that happens after this chapter. And I don't think we're going to be leaving. Oh, we're not Carell done with Barrett. This. We're going
0: to go back to Correll. We're not, so, done with Barrett.
1: you know, we're, we will able, we'll be able to get our heart broken again. Um, mm-hmm. and, and watch, uh, a, um, I'm, a, I'm almost sh- assuredly, uh, a, Horrible recreation of that event <laughs> in this game's graphics, <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna look janky and it's gonna look gumby. But you know, it it'll it'll be mm-hmm. there. But it is nice to see Barrett uh, in these in his earlier his chipper days, his in his young prime as a coal miner, which I well, never. Chris,
0: what would you say? What would you say is different about him during this time?
1: Well, one thing for sure, probably the biggest thing is that he is excited. To see this reactor get built in his town,
0: Mako like, is the future. After Maco, all, Mako
1: is the future. Got to go with the flow, he says. Uh, and you know, I and it is it kind of says a lot about Barrett's character. Uh, I mean, I, not more than we've already known, I guess. But the fact that he is, you know, he cares about the town more. because, like, his the first thing that he says is like, "Man, maybe we'll finally. This town will finally be able to." Make something of itself. It'll find. We'll finally be able to establish We're watching.
0: Ourselves. We're watching the descent of your friendly neighborhood Barrett into mm-hmm. the eco terrorist we all know and love. Yeah,
1: there. There will be a point where we could. Uh, we could do the joke of, uh, and this is the exact moment where his heart breaks.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And when, we haven't seen it yet, but man, we'll get there. Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is. Admittedly a little strange to see Barrett being like, Oh yeah, Shinra, they're great. I love those guys. And
0: like they even shows you like he wasn't always like a radical individual, right? right he was radicalized by it's like a traumatic response to what's gonna happen to him not in this chapter, but probably in a future one.
1: And they even allude to it a little bit in remake when they're going through the uh, the museum. Right, and they go up. Yeah, across that. Uh, they come across that. Uh, that model of of Midgar, and he's like, "I used to buy into that bullshit too." And he's like looking at his arm, and you're like, oh, "I I know what you're talking about. I understood that reference." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and it kind of it just makes me want to be like, I want to see Barrett before that stuff. And I know we got a little bit of that in uh, in OG, but I feel like it was definitely more. You know, it was kind of. You know, like, oh, it's not – like, we know – we just want to know how he got his gun arm. And that's kind of how it was.
0: You know, it wasn't I, – I really think you're probably going to get a lot of that in Remake because I think they have a way – like, here we get to see Barrett and, like, his character art, he looks a little bit younger. In his attitude and dialogue, he seems a little bit more chipper. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> it's going to be – imagine seeing that through the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Where you're going to look at a Barrett who just doesn't even – look like the Barrett
1: you don't yeah, love. Like kind of cuz I think the way I imagine pre uh FF7 Barrett to be is kind of like how he is when he's around Marlene, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like that he's like his he's like his true self around Marlene. Uh maybe you know, obviously maybe a little bit more um teddy bearish than usual because you know marlene's a literal child but you know i i could i could see a barrett obviously he's not like a bad dude you know like he's always been a good natured person he just is somebody who's been pushed to a certain extent to where it's like well i wasn't gonna do all this shit but you're kind of forcing me to do it now because you're all uh you know as we know
0: well, I think part of it too is he's gone existential to the point that it's like taking care of Marlene doesn't mean just like tucking her in at night mm-hmm. and giving her food and all that. Like he sees taking care of Marlene as like I need to solve this planetary crisis, or yeah, else she's or, not yeah, gonna she's have not a planet to, to live it. on.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And like he really takes he really takes Dine's like last wishes. Like, not that Dine really made like that last wish, but he he honors Dine's life like. To that existential extent, yeah, it's, because it's of, an, you know, Marlene is, is is an extension transpires.
1: of all that stuff, you know. Yeah, and I, I definitely, I absolutely agree with that. But uh, one part here that I love is um, uh, Barrett meeting shotgun for the first time, and they do that awkward. Yes, cause as Barrett, Barrett was basically told by the avalanche goons that he needs to leave because they're oh, we're going to open up the reactor. Totally, we swear. Um And, and, and he's the, like, oh, you
0: must be those construction guys. Yeah, he just, uh, he, he immediately, like, yeah. he, he doesn't,
1: Barrett doesn't even know who Avalanche is at this point.
0: Uh, but that goes to show you, too, like, how, like, how, like, trusting he is. He's totally unskeptical. Yeah, he's like, he's yeah, he's like, like yeah, yeah, whatever,
1: man. Yeah, oh, you guys, oh, man, I can't wait until
0: you guys open up that reactor. It's going to be real, a real thing. That- let me tell you. It's that, and then you think about what he said to Leslie at the idea Leslie would have betrayed the party. Yeah. Like, you make one false move, I'll turn your face into a honeycomb. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, here, he's just like, oh, you must be the construction guys. Let me get yeah, look here. at me. I'm just going to walk over here with my two hands. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so as as he is leaving the mine, uh, Shotgun is entering the mine and they do that whole awkward like, oh, I'm. let me just get around you here. And they just kind of, they keep bumping into each other. And it's again on uh, on i it's definitely meant to be uh, comical but i just find it un, unintentionally more hilarious just because of the limitations, the graphical limitations here, and I could absolutely sit here for like a good twenty minutes and just watch them kind of go back and forth and be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna, oh, I'm gonna go over here, oh, 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 oh you know," and I, I died laughing when I saw that the first time because it's just, it's so weird and quirky and it's such this game's like sense of humor almost to where. just like oh oh okay oh yeah we're gonna try and make this uh you know really like nuanced uh thing happen and it looks really clunky and awful (laughs) but um yeah then we uh they get to team up we get our we get a nice team up with barrett and he honestly is kind of eager almost like when when shotgun sort of explains what's happening uh he's like what (laughs) because he's like oh yeah Mm -hmm. they told me to get out of here because you know they're they're gonna start building the the uh reactor and whatever and shotgun's like uh you've been you've been hoodwinked, my guy and he's like wait they're actually trying to stop the construction (laughs) well fuck i guess i gotta help you because fuck that shit and i also i love that barrett because we were also kind of saying this with sid last time we're like man i hope when we see barrett he's gonna be cursing up a storm and he is he does but he doesn't have the uh he doesn't have all the like uh special characters or whatever in in place of the swears uh and he definitely at least i'm i'm sure in the translation it gets a little muddled up but they it seems like they tried to give him some sort of like an accent you know uh like a little bit of something yeah. but you know i guess you know, it it doesn't necessarily come across it as a certain way. And it's like, it, is it supposed to be Southern? Is it supposed to be urban? Is that I think that might be the safest way to say that word, <laughs> because yeah. I mean, for all the as much as I love Barrett, they definitely wrote him in a specific way in OG, um, you know, very Mr. T like uh, <laughs> to, to put it lightly. Um, uh, but you know, I, I don't know. I fe- it feels, it feels weird. Um, uh, especially cause it, this seems like it could be, it's extra weird because it's going through that translation and it's not like we've already seen some kind of weird translation issues with this as we've been uh, covering this, but, um, it's, it definitely struck, struck me as a little odd at first, but, uh, they do their best. <laughs> they do their best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we uh, get brought into this gameplay segment uh, where we're and something that I noticed actually, uh, that was different from all the other times that we've been with another character, um, like exploring and stuff like that. And I don't know if it was intentional that they did this because it's Barrett, but like when it's, you know, you're the cutscene's happening and they're like, okay, there's this avalanche dude on a turret sitting at the end of this tunnel. And you're like, oh man, we got to find out a way to clear this guy out of the tunnel. And then Barrett walks into you like he does in OG, and I <laughs> yeah. that has not happened with any of the other characters that we've been with thus far, like walking around in the world. And I just I he doesn't like disappear into us. He's his model is literally just walking on top of shotgun <laughs> basically, and it looks really funky and weird. It's very obscure. But I wonder if it's like because every and out of Anytime that they talk and they finish talking, he just walks into shotgun, and they just kind of—they're <laughs> just like they're—they're they're two animations on top of each other, just kind of walking through this cave. Uh, and I—I I love it. It's janky and it's weird, and I—I I love janky weird things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, then. We have a, a nice good old gameplay segment where we're pushing minecarts through a mine because what else would you do in a mine in a in a video game? <laughs> and we're we're switching tracks and Well, you
0: gotta show up Barrett's. Strength, yeah, he can bro. he can push just that raw He can
1: push a minecart. And you know, it's funny because I never really thought about Barrett being a miner, like a coal miner, you know, like i never. That's why he's so rich. Yeah, dude. like it makes so much sense, but like, like seeing him like walking around in a mine, I'm just like, it's weird. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's weird, but it makes sense. Like you said, it's like, yeah, he, no wonder he got so jacked because he's lumping around coal all day.
0: And why he's so rugged, you know yeah. what I mean? And why, like, you know, Day- he takes on danger pretty easily, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's it. like, and I do love that he was, you know, when Shotgun explained the situation to him, he's like, "Well, fuck these motherfuckers, <laughs> let's go, let's go do some shit." You know, he's not like anyone. Like, I feel like there would be if it was anybody else, it would be like, I don't know, I guess I'll I'll let you go do that, Shotgun, and I'll run away to the to to my house. And, uh, yeah. and and I'll let you take care of it. But he's now he's right. Th- he's literally right, <laughs> right there next to shotgun the entire time, uh, pushing minecarts out of the way and into people. <laughs> Which hey, you know, if there's ever been a segment of this game that I hope they bring back in Ever Crisis, I kind of hope it's this because I would love to see this in a uh, more modern sense because I feel like it'd be I think pretty when
0: fun. when you think about the scene where Barrett loses dying. Mm-hmm and then subsequently loses his arm they're gonna show that again in remake like honestly there are some parts of me dude with like the, this goes a little off topic but when you think about the kind of things they're gonna have to show us in remake I don't know how they're not re- headed for a rated M rating like, well I think I mean <laughs> hey, let, let's just let's just let's just assume Aerith gets stabbed through the stomach again. Let's assume we watch yeah, Barrett's mean, <laughs> arm
1: literally get sliced off his body yeah, by, with gunfire, no less. Not, not even with like a, you know, it wasn't like you know his arm got cut off. It got, it got. We're gonna shot
0: watch off. Cloud have a. We're gonna watch Cloud have a psychological breakdown to the point he literally watches Sephiroth morph into Tifa. Like we are headed for some crazy. It's, shit. It's gonna get
1: pretty dark, and I feel like the way that they're going to. Uh, probably uh, edit around it is probably be like we're gonna see like with with Barrett for example we'll see him holding Dine over the cliff right, and then uh you know Shinra opens up on them, and there it's gonna happen just off screen we're not gonna see this man's forearm rip off of his body we're not gonna see that I'll tell you that right now, because <laughs> they're not I don't think they would go that far, um although I think with. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll do it even more tastefully, and they'll like. Well, honestly, cut away. My, one
0: of my biggest complaints about one of my biggest complaints about remake was the lack of blood. Like, I mean, do you realize how much better? Do you realize how much better a bunch of those death scenes would have been if there was blood on you know them? What? It's, it's funny. Like, yeah, Jesse
1: died, and she was dirty. Yeah, and you know, it's funny because I'm usually one of those people that's like, yeah, blood. You know, I, I'm not like, yeah, I need more blood, but blood def- definitely makes things a little bit more impactful, but the if you
0: do especially, it if you do especially it, death in combat yeah
1: yeah if you do it the right way though i feel like you can get away with it and i feel like you know like you know saying like with Jesse and and Biggs right Where it's like, Mm. yeah, if they were covered in blood and like being like, you know, like coughing up, (laughs) coughing
0: up blood and being like, oh, my fuck. Doesn't even need to be a lot. (laughs) Doesn't need to be a lot. Just maybe some stained clothing and a little bit of it on the face. Doesn't need to be a lot. Just a little
1: bit on their hands so that they can put it on Cloud's face and slowly have it (laughs) come off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there is a way. Like, I'm usually, like I said, one of those people that, like, when it comes to gore, I, I... I don't think it necessarily takes anything away if you add gore, mm-hmm. or if you exclude it, it may not take things away. But it definitely it adds a it adds something for sure. It definitely makes it feel more visceral and sort of real. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think the way that they handled those sorts of things in, you know, like like for example, like when uh, Sephiroth stabs stabs like President Shinra and Barrett, like if if it happened like where you know <laughs> Sephiroth stabs president Shinra and then it you know goes all like kill bill after <laughs> like it would well maybe not to that extent obviously but you know i don't know i feel like it didn't there him not like slowly bleeding out I think they're the missing ground. out
0: i mean yeah i guess I think they're missing it's, out. I think Sephiroth looks a lot more sinister if after he puts if you that had blade like a blood through on through President his Shinra, like if you put that blade, imagine you put that blade through President Shinra, and then you put that blade through Barrett, and now both men's blood, who stood on polar opposites, oh, rest on this see, demon's now here's blade. the thing. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing,
1: because you, you know what you you were exactly right, because I think when you add things like when you add blood and and other things like that, you can. And as much as you can be tasteful about it in the way where you don't have that stuff, if you do, it there's so much potential for, like, stylish-looking shit and, like, you know, uh, uh, like, visual sort of storytelling and sort of... You know things like that. Like I absolutely and like I'm even saying like oh yeah. Imagine you see like the blood splash on Sephiroth's face, or you know he stabs you know Shinra and Barrett, and then he does the 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 blade cleaning of the blood thing and just spatters the floor
0: or so. You know what I mean? Like, like there's so for- many.
1: So well, many different things. I mean, things. and
0: that's the thing, though. Blood defi- blood was a defining thing in Final Fantasy VII, the that original. Is true. It was the, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first Final Fantasy to feature blood. I mean, because it's hard to, you know, use blood on pixelated mm-hmm. graphics. But, you know, that was, a, that was a big deal back in the day. <laughs> but oh, no, my, without... my
1: polygon is red oh. now. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I guess it didn't affect the ESRB rating nearly as much back mm-hmm. then. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, but now when everyone is hyper realistic i don't know (laughs) they i mean they absolutely could i mean it would be one hell of a heel turn if they if in part two they're just
0: like yeah it's just super gory now (laughs) and like well honestly i think with the remake on pc i think there's a lot of blood mods out there that mm -hmm. have added blood to the game
1: yeah because you know there definitely is like you know when you think about it you know you have Cloud swinging around a sword (laughs) and this giant ass sword and he's you know going against regular human beings and they would absolutely get decimated by this thing. And yeah, it does. It, there are definitely some points where it not necessarily takes me out of the immersion of the whole thing, but there are definitely times where it's, it definitely feels a little comical at points where you're just like, really, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're fine after that. You're, you're chilling. (laughs) after i just took this gigantic sword and slashed it several times through your body <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah i'm 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 i would be curious to see i i don't think they would i think they'll probably keep it like how they have and like if if erith gets you know stabbed by Sephiroth again it will probably not be you know they're probably may, i mean i don't know there could be like some tasteful you know, like, maybe when, uh, like, Cloud's putting her in the water or something and the water turns red or something. I don't know. There could be, there's some, definitely some, like, gore and, and blood and things like that can be artistic if used well. I mean, definitely, absolutely, you could go the other route and it could just be absolutely just wanton And there's just, you know, like, almost kind of wrapping itself around to being comical again. You know, like, a aka kill bill you know where it's just just like it's like that's doesn't like it's almost comical uh at or cartoony at some point but i I feel like there's a tasteful way to do it with gore and without gore and i would love to see with a little just like tasteful just a tasteful amount of blood i don't know but anyways (laughs) uh where jesus where were we Yes. Oh, we were in the cave still.
0: Okay. Push, we're pushing the mine pushing carts, Pushing the mine baby. carts,
1: yes. And then as we make our way through uh, the mines, we are about to get uh, to the exit. And then there's like a cave-in, I think, is what's supposed to be happening. Um, or it's just one giant rock falls down, <laughs> and Barrett, like the true, just another day in the mines, the bro. true just badass that he is. He just he just catches that thing and pulls the whole. Don't worry about this shit, shotgun. I'll I'll, I'll I'm gonna hold on to this big ass <laughs> rock. You go deal with those knuckleheads down at the reactor. <laughs> and uh yeah so then yeah that's and then Shotgun leaves and we just it literally holds on the shot of Barrett holding this giant rock up and then it we move to the next scene and you're like I mean I hope he's alright well we know he's okay but I just (laughs) think it's a little funny like yep that's and some say he's still there holding that boulder to this very day waiting for Shotgun (laughs) to come back and tell him it's okay that he can that he can uh he can put it down now (laughs) Yeah, but then yes. Yeah, so now uh, we begin our attack on the on the reactor, where Avalanche has set up a lot of defenses. It seems they just put a bunch of, I mean, as they move quick, respectfully. Bro, so you know, it's like I, I, you know, I game respect game. Like you know, they they're trying to do this whole big thing, and uh, you know, there is a video game here that we need to we need to dodge some some turret fire as we make our way to the reactor itself over these uh, Mm -hmm. little draw bridges and stuff that they have here. And uh, I love that at the end when we're actually about to get into the reactor itself um, shotgun has like this moment of like, Oh right now I've made it. I can go to the reactor and she's like, man, Barrett is looking forward to this so much. I'm going to do it for his sake. And it's like I shotgun, you know, uh, has had a lot of different moments throughout this game so far where she kind of has like those uh, moments of of characterization that you're like, oh, like, oh, you, you're a real person <laughs> or like you're a real character and not just. And I wonder, uh, you know, since we've we found out that you can play as multiple different uh, Turks during the course of this game. I don't know how much credit I want to give to shotgun as a character because I don't know if this same dialogue could be placed over any other character that you choose to play as, you know, but it is still mm-hmm. nice to see, you know, that, that she is, you know, for someone who kind of started as like, there has been character growth, uh, for this, you know, and, and in knowing the fact that she is around all of these other like big characters, that are going to you know take up the entire scenery and that she's they still give a little time to like be like oh she she's fighting for something too you know and we saw it with Nibbleheim, we saw it um honestly the last every every chapter since Nibbleheim, i feel like there has been a moment well cuz like
0: where a, a big part of this game has been like exploring all these characters before all the events mm-hmm. and i think one of the things that bummed you out about Nibbleheim was that It was just a repeat of what we've seen already. Yeah. Whereas, whether we're looking at you, Sid, or even now Barrett, we're getting a closer look, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're getting, it's it's like a slightly different
1: perspective on things, and especially, because we know how all these other characters react off of each other, you know, from OG and and other things in the compilation. Um, But seeing, kind of like, having Shotgun there being like this newcomer, and having no connection to any of these characters out, you know, I guess maybe out even, well, not, I was going to say outside of the Turks, but even, even the Turks themselves, I feel like she has grown, uh, her relationship with them has grown a little bit, even though in the grand scheme of things, she hasn't really spent a lot of time with like Reno and Rude. But even in those chapters where she did do like solo missions with them, I feel like there was something there, you know, like there was some growth happening Yeah. There. And, uh, it's, it's just, it's nice to see because they could have easily just made shotgun or whatever character you play as just kind of like, yep, I'm going to do the thing. That's what I'm going to do. You know, <laughs> and they're actually trying to <laughs> give the character some texture. And, uh, I always appreciate when they do that. Cause like I said, they could have just as oh, yeah. easily just been like, Oh, you're just like a, you know, voiceless protagonist going through this thing and you're just it's like your your fan fiction character just going through here being like yeah oh wow all this wacky oh hey the Nibelheim incident and i'm here too you know
0: uh it does kind of feel like almost like that self <laughs> right yeah
1: kind of a little bit but they definitely they they do make some effort to try and make shotgun and to maybe whatever other character you're playing here you know, give them a little bit of something, a little bit of agency, a little bit of, like, something, like, even in the previous chapter with Sid, like, the whole thing of her being, like, oh, yeah, I'm super pumped about planes and space, and, like, oh, man, Captain Sid, you're so cool! Uh, You know, that, (laughs) that kind of stuff is, I just feel like just little things that were totally unnecessary for them to add in there, but they did. And,
0: uh... No, you're right, they've done a good job of, uh, like, whether you can call it, like, growth or just like her get being more comfortable you know they're doing a good job of giving her a personality Yeah, and it also you know because i didn't i'm not sure we had that in the beginning no, it was very no. cut and dry it was
1: literally yeah. i believe it was literally the nibbleheim incident is what spurred a lot of this on because i feel like yeah. at the end of that Nibelheim chapter when all the other turks were there and they were all just like man this shit's really fucked up and Verdell's like, yeah, it is fucked up, and uh, I'm sorry you guys have to deal with this. So we're not, you're not gonna deal with it. Yeah. And that was that was kind of, I think, the first example of Shotgun being like, is this? Did I make the right choice? Did I make the right career move <laughs> doing this yes. instead of you know uh, traveling the world? She said she was doing before she joined the Turks, mm-hmm. doing whatever I don't know, <laughs> living living that shotgun life. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I do like how, yeah, they're, they're, but it, the thing that it is kind of making me worried about is that shotgun is not going to make it <laughs> by this, uh, by the end of this game. But I started
0: thinking that too. Cause like dude, the fact that they're like, very strangely, this chapter had me start thinking that you're
1: like, Hmm, are they gonna, because like, there are a lot of other Turks that we haven't met yet or that we haven't really, uh, you know, interfaced with at all. And that could easily, well, Not so easily, but they could take Shotgun's place uh, and they might maybe pull a switch a Rooney on us at some point and be like, Oh, shotgun's dead. Now pick a new one, <laughs> you know, to, to play as, yeah. which would be interesting. And I, 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 really like when games do that, where they sort of do that bait and switch on you where you're like, Oh yeah, this is who you're going to be playing as. Oh wait, no, it's not. <laughs> Although I, <laughs> I feel like a lot of the times you can see it coming from a mile away because it's, it's something that you would have to really carefully craft and, not really show your hand until the moment happens but that and I feel like that's why we don't see it as often as I would like honestly right. but I I don't know man the way that this chapter goes you're right I feel like maybe maybe shotgun's you know she's talking like man I'm 2 days away from retirement kind of <laughs> you know she's she's getting a little bit, she's getting a little bit too likable is what I'm saying <laughs> for for someone who you want to live for a long period of time but anyways, uh, we should get real into the real meat and potatoes of this chapter. Uh, not, I mean, and yes, I know we've already seen Barrett. We've co- the meat is covered, but now we must get to the potatoes. <laughs> of the potatoes and bread, <laughs> the potatoes and bread. So yes, we finally make our way to the to the Mako reactor, and we get in there, and uh, lo and behold, our boy. Rufus is standing in the middle of the reactor, like, Aha! Gee! I, I've seen you've made it. He, like, literally, he's... he. I feel like all the lines that he speaks during this segment is like such a... He's basically trying to... He's he's playing his best villain right now. Where he's like, Hmm, I expected nothing less from the Turks. You've made it here in such a quick time. And... You've always been a thorn in my side and all this other kind of stuff. And like, when I saw Mm -hmm. this for the first time, I'm like, wait a minute. So we're doing this shit now? And then things only continue to get crazier when the rest Mm -hmm. of the Turks get here and they're like, huh? Hey, uh, VP, why are you here? (laughs) What's going on? And I'm just like, wait, so the rest of them knew about this? Like, this, to me, when I first saw this, I my mind was blown because I'm like, how does this work then? Like, how how does any of this work? Because the rest of the Turks know that Rufus was colluding oh, with I could
0: tell. Ta- I'm going to give you a guess. I'm going to give you my guess. I'm going to give you my guess. So we'll, we'll get to it because we have a little bit to cover. Yeah. But when the scene ends, and it's a big scene, so don't worry. We're going to cover plenty mm. of it. But when the scene ends, if you notice, Sung, Reno, and Rude kind of walk out with rufus now you want to know how does this work how could they see rufus collaborating with avalanche and still want to work for him like they do in remake and still you have some who cozy up so closely with mm-hmm. him after seeing this and i think it's simple man i think it's all power games i think yeah. he when they walk away he says a little something like listen the power's changing over at shinra the old man's gonna get the can and i'm gonna be the new hands i'm gonna so be the if new you want guard. if you want your you want to
1: be with the front row seats you guys better uh, play nice. <laughs> you better play ball. Because
0: so, think about it. Think about it. We talked about all the time in remake how Song was such a bootlicker. And that doesn't seem like who he was in Crisis Core. Mm. Because in Crisis Core, he didn't see that path. Yeah, but if he's doing top, it he under kind
1: of just... duress, now that yeah. makes a lot more sense. <laughs> that he would be yeah. willingly being like, yeah, let's just, I don't know. Yeah, whatever Rufus wants, we'll do it. Whatever.
0: Because and I think there's something too, because now he sees Rufus do this. There's a part of him that goes like, "Well, now I know who he is," and there's a certain mm-hmm. comfort in that. Yeah, I you know, know the I, mean? I know
1: the true Rufus now. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's definitely there's definitely a lot to unpack here, and we we're definitely going to get into everything. But I just this to me was like a whole other. Like I was expecting maybe this would happen way later down the road. Or something, or, like, because I had no expectation that the rest of the Turks had any idea about. Like, I thought that Verdot, honestly, because Verdot obviously knew, um, and President Shinra knew, and I obviously we know what happens to President Shinra, and mm-hmm. Verdot is a character that's only in this game, so I'm like, alright, so he's probably going to bite it before he gets the chance to tell anybody about it. But I was, I was like... Impressed and surprised that they were actually going to like, no, here it is, here's them finding out that Rufus was the mole the whole time, and you're like, huh, like that's it was like surprisingly bold, like I like I literally had yeah. to like pause and like sit back in my chair and be like, really, like, huh, like not and not in like in an incredulous way, I'm like I'm, I'm actually kind of excited. It got me like, oh shit, like all right, so what the fuck's going to happen now? <laughs> and yeah. to answer that question, <laughs> we see that uh, you know as the other Turks get here and everyone's like, what the hell's going on? And then Verdot shows up and is like, hey guys, uh, yeah, so Rufus has been uh, the mastermind behind Avalanche this whole time. Literally the whole time. And then they're like, oh, so that's how they got all that stuff. And then... Uh Verdot's like, yeah, so we're basically just going to lock him in a room <laughs> back in headquarters. And I like I love that. That's that's their plan, because they could have just as easily been like, all right, well, President Shinra wants us to, like, kill you. So we're going to do that. <laughs> but I think honestly, and I on, I wouldn't put it past President Shinra to be like, yeah, maybe we should kill him. But then Verdot maybe being like, ah, no, we're going to let's let's not do that. That's maybe not a good look for us right now if you went and killed your son. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Out of nowhere. Uh, And
0: also maybe Verdot knows a thing or two about. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, never
1: mind. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's, you know, don't don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> oh never mind and uh, I mean it definitely obviously because this is all like a prequel we know that Rufus survives and and you know does things after this so he's gonna become the president you yeah. know he, he's got a, he's got a big future ahead of him so we know obviously his story can't end here
0: you're gonna go far kid you're gonna
1: go far kid yeah and then uh as we're having this uh everyone's getting their minds blown. Uh, we we realize that we are surrounded by Avalanche and uh, Fujito and the others are up on the platform above everybody else. And they're, you know, being like, hey, uh, you guys are kind of, uh, uh, even Rufus is like, huh, the tables have turned. And then he even orders Fujito to take out the Turks. So Rufus was fully prepared to kill all these people, by the way. Which, it doesn't make me feel good about all these things that we were just talking about of like, oh, you know, they're doing it. It's like, uh, not that I particularly liked Rufus necessarily. Like, you know, I don't, I never really had the assumption that he was a good person. Uh, Even though they try to, they try to redeem him a little bit through the course of OG and like definitely in Advent Children, they try to be like, oh, he's not that bad of a guy. He just, you know.
0: Well, Advent Children is kind of his whole like sort of re- we'll call it we'll call, call it a yeah as as arc. close
1: as he gets to a redemption. And there's like a little bit in O.G. Yeah. when you know the weapons are coming out and you know it's like they're trying all their shit and he's just like, well, uh, <laughs> just that whole thing of like, don't worry guys, we can beat them, no problem. And then you're like, oh, uh, wait, we well, oh, oh wait, we can't beat them. Oh fuck, <laughs> you know, there's just that little bit of like you know he had all this like bravado and 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 confidence and all this stuff and then just getting his fucking cheeks clapped and being like oh wait we're act oh we're not actually that great oh <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh god so the the thing that gets me about this is um as you know you know rufus is now you know, everyone knows the truth now, or at least the Turks do, or these Turks in particular do, and uh, we start to see a little bit of cracks form in the uh, the relationship with uh, Rufus and the Avalanche, because uh, he's uh, he's like, hey, I never told you guys that you could take this place over. <laughs> um, <laughs> although I feel like it's almost a little bit of an act, maybe that he's saying that, but. Uh, I only say that it's cracks forming because literally the next second, uh, Fujito's like, uh, well, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Like, just, just so we're clear, I'm going to kill you, Rufus. And he's like, what? You're going to betray me? But what about all my money? And he's like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, we don't need your money anymore because we have a fucking reactor now. Um, so yeah, so Rufus is now being double crossed by Avalanche, which you know, you get, you, get you get what you get, get. bro. <laughs> it's like yeah, I, am like, I'm, I'm really um, hard found to uh, have any sort of sympathy for Rufus in this moment, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we we now we fully truly now and and once this moment happened, I was like, oh okay. So it's like he he betrayed Shinra, but he also got double crossed by Avalanche. So he's really not he's by, by proxy, he's back on our side, I guess. Um, so yeah, I love, uh, I love how that just immediately is like Rufus is talking all big. And then the next second he's just like, Oh, nope. Shit. Uh, I guess we got to leave now. (laughs) And yeah, so we fight a bunch of them and we're trying to get out Verdot's uh, you know, trying to coordinate our, uh, our escape route here. And things are going good, and then Elfie shows up with Sears, and, um, you know how we were talking before about, man, the, the, the them showing the, you know, doing the whole Rufus reveal, kind of a really big thing, and you think, man, I, shit, I was not expecting that. Well, as uh, Elfie and Sears show up, and Elfie starts talking, Verdot looks up and is like, Felicia? You're alive? Uh-huh. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, like, wait. Who's,
0: who's Felicia? Who the fuck
1: is Felicia? And why is she still here? And why have we been, have we not said bye to her yet at this point? That's That was the most shoehorn joke I've ever made in my life. But moving on. Eh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, Elfie. The, you know how we've been sort of like, been like, man, I... I bet Elfie has a really fucked up backstory, and she definitely is a lot more connected to this story than we think that she is, and definitely that they've let on so far. Yeah, so... Apparently, Elfie's name is Felicia, for one. News to us. And, two... She is Verdot's daughter. Which is... (laughs) Like... I mean... It... I... I... Was not expecting, like, out of all the things, because obviously Elfie was going to have some, like, deeper backstory that they had not gotten into yet. But to be honest with you, her being Verdot's daughter was not something I was thinking of. And I was genuinely surprised when they revealed that. And I was like, Yeah,
0: but at the same time, you know, I wish... And maybe I have to go back and see, right? I wish there was a little bit more foreshadowing in that direction. But even without it, the thing I like about this sort of thing, and we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-roll, the thing I like about this sort of thing is, you know, both Elvie and Verdot are new characters. mm -hmm. And there's a party that goes, you know, okay, well, they're not around in the future, so how important are they? Do I need to remember them? Mm -hmm. That sort of stuff becomes a lot more easier when you introduce these new characters if you connect them In a certain way, yes, absolutely. And suddenly, you look at everything verdot has been saying through a different lens. And suddenly, you look at the things that he's been that he said to Rufus in that last. Yeah, there were definitely different lens. There were
1: some things, there were some moments, and some lines that he had said that seemed a little strange when he would say certain things in the moment, but like going back and being like, oh, yeah, okay, like there's there was definitely something. There was definitely. Kind of in the way that we were kind of joking about Elfie's backstory and being like, there's definitely more to that. I think even when we got Verdot's backstory of, like, what happened with Calm and things like that, um, there was definitely... They didn't tell us everything. And, like, looking looking back on it now, I feel almost foolish for not having made this connection sooner. (laughs) Um, But, Mm -hmm. like I said, I was genuinely surprised because I was like, wait, like, oh... Oh, like okay, that that ad, that opens up a whole other <laughs> mystery bag of of things that now we have to kind of suss through and be like oh, oh, like shit. <laughs> because he like he mm-hmm. mentioned that he had a wife and daughter, but he never said anything more than he just he had a wife and daughter. So you're just like, "Oh, well they're super dead because he he, he accidentally bombed his hometown and they didn't make it out in time." But, and, well, I guess he, because, all right, th- this is going to be a little bit difficult <laughs> to go into just because there's a, they, they kind of drop the whole thing on us right now and do this whole thing. There's literally even.
0: Oh, this entire chapter has been a nuclear bomb. Because yeah. now
1: as, um, you know, Elfie and, you know, Verdot is like being like, oh, I thought, you know, I thought you died in the bombing of Calm. And then that triggers Elfie's sort of memories, I guess, that she's been uh, locked, that have been locked away in her head. And we have a little bit of a flashback here of uh, some some scientist with a ponytail who's covered in darkness. And I couldn't possibly know who that could be. Gee, hmm, <laughs> huh. And and I love the first line of this shadowy figure says, "Is oh, the, this experiment is a failure? Dispose of the sample." <laughs> like hmm who would who would call a person a sample and say ah just dispose of them I don't know probably rhymes with Jojo I don't know
0: (laughs) ah Momo from Avatar yeah Momo my favorite yeah 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 yeah.
1: Momo my my favorite Final Fantasy character Momo
0: (laughs) honestly got a Final Fantasy style name it
1: does you know it's yeah two syllables it's your you're most of the way there uh (laughs) But, yeah, so, yeah, it's Hojo, obviously, for, for I, I've, and if you couldn't figure that out. Just in out,
0: case, someone out there, no offense. Just in case. Is a little just in, case, just in case. We, case we got you. Dense. We
1: got you, fam. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, then we see a young Elfie there as well, and uh, it's a little, it. this is something that I feel like would be handled a lot better uh, with voice acting involved, because there's just kind of a lot of things going on, and. It's hard to talk about it in a way because I feel like you kind of have to see it as it's going on. I mean, we could yeah. read it to you line for line, but obviously we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. But um, Hojo is then talking about let's see how Verdo is doing next. So this is right after I would assume the whole calm thing and. This also kind of ties into what we were talking about with Verdo saying things before about he knows how to cover up. I mean, well, he kind of said as much when we explored his backstory um that he was part of the he was part of the cover up operation for Calm when he accidentally got it destroyed <laughs> once before. and uh, so I guess it would make sense, you know, that he has experience here, but it mm-hmm. it also is. I would also have to go back and see because I feel like with this revelation, some things don't line up exactly. But I, again, don't necessarily know if that maybe might be something with the translation or something like that. Or maybe just my, right. my yeah, you never know. dumbass brain, maybe um, <laughs> not figuring it out. But uh, so <laughs> Verdo was, well, we are, well, we do know that Verdot has a mechanical arm. He has like an Iron Man arm right. that uh, was not explained at all. And I guess what. I guess maybe he went back as. I, I'm assuming that when he found out that he had bombed his hometown, he went back there, obviously. We did see that a little bit in that flashback when we saw that. But I guess he must have lost his arm maybe during that, trying to save Elfie, perhaps? And then. Perhaps. You know, Hojo came in with all his goons and they did their cover-up thing and they're like, hey, so uh, we're going to experiment on your daughter, okay? And he <laughs> probably was not in a position to say no, because uh, I feel like that that's kind of what Hojo does. He's like, oh, well, I guess we're going to just take all these people and experiment on them, because, you know, whatever, science. <laughs>
0: Because it's my job. <laughs> because
1: that's my job, to be an evil, maniacal scientist, man. Um. And, yeah, it, it's kind of hard to see. Um, I guess, yeah, well, now that I'm seeing this, I'm, I'm watching this again now, it does kind of seem like that is the case, that he found Elfie in the burning... It's kind of hard to tell. I'm assuming that this grayscale image that we're seeing here is supposed to be um, calm on fire. And... Uh, It seems like is that uh, Verdot was pulling uh, Elfie out of the fire or sorry, Felicia, man, it's going to be hard making that switch (laughs) mentally. But, (laughs) and then, and then it kind of cuts to, um, I guess, another flashback that uh, Elfie's having or Felicia's having of, uh, you know, uh, her being swung around by Verdot. And he's like, "Uh, I'm free today so we can play all day long. And she's like, really? And then it cuts back to to reality. So we we only get a slight little sliver because I they're not going to spill all of it at once. But I'm sure,
0: right?
1: Considering how much we've gotten thus far, they are absolutely going to explore this uh more int- oh, intensely question, in intensely in the future. But this is this is our sort of like you know our tipping point of like, oh shit! Now not only did we get the twist of the Rufus reveal, now we're getting this twist. I'm getting I'm getting whiplash over here. Honestly, I'm getting emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> and narrative whiplash. Um, but yeah, so Elfie starts freaking out like really bad, <laughs> and then as uh, everyone else is like, even Sears and uh, I, it seemingly I think the only person that may have known uh, Elfie's true identity would be Fujito, and I feel so vindicated <laughs> of being like I <laughs> something doesn't Fujito just smells wrong to me, man. Something about that dude, he's smelly. He's something smells funky about him. And uh he definitely knows more than he's letting on. Much like our good old pal Hojo that he got so chummy chummy with <laughs> a few, hey. few chapters ago. Uh it all starting to click, basically. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Fujito is like a Hojo clone or something. He's like Hojo's like Me abandoned either, son or something. Maybe I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Elfie starts freaking out like really bad. She to the point where her character model starts like flashing. It's very very bizarre, and I don't know what's happening. And then she's like, oh, I gotta leave." And then uh, <laughs> it, it uh, Fujito starts talking in like very cryptically, and is like, "Ah, yes, with that everything is in place." And you're like, what are you talking about, man? Uh, what <laughs> does that mean? And he says, recovering her memories appears to have been the trigger. The trigger for what? I don't know. We still have no idea that <laughs> what that is. And then, yeah, she's she walks off screen and Sears helps her out. And uh, uh, Fujito has his last little... Now he gets to be the true villain, man. He's like, oh, uh, what, what does he say exactly? Worthless beings who hurt the planet. Capital P planet. You shall be you shall all be returned to it and in turn heal its wounds. Uh because Fujito is planning on blowing up the reactor. Does that sound familiar?
0: Uh, gee, Something where I heard that one. That ev-
1: well, I mean, to be fair, they did try that was the first move that they tried at the right in the first chapter of this game is that they were trying to blow up the the reactor, and then they were like, alright, well, we failed to blow up the reactor, so let's just blow up all of Midgar instead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, now all this shit, now shit's getting crazy, everything's going nuts, Uh, Avalanche is now starting to to attack our Turks here, and everyone, all the other Turks, uh, also, they're all here, and they all listen to this, and they're like, man, That's really rough that not only is your daughter alive, (laughs) but she is also the leader of the enemy. And uh (laughs) I love that this immediate this moment that we were talking like kind of talking like these character moments that we love so much. In this moment where everything's going on, Reno and Rude and everyone else turns to Verdot and is like, Why aren't you going after her? And he's like, Oh, I can't do that and he's like, Oh, and they're like, one by one, they're like, no, you need to, it's your daughter, man. You need to go, you need to it's go your after daughter, your daughter. bro. And it, like, I was just. Well, that,
0: and I thought it was really sweet that they, they I forgot which one of them says it, but they're basically like, you've done so much for us. You're always there for us. Now it's our yeah, turn I, to be I, there for you. I think you. that
1: was, uh, I think Sung said that, which is perfect and further exemplifies mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> everything that we've been saying of like, Sung is definitely like the leader of this group and is definitely uh, Oh, yeah. You know, he probably understands the most out of, uh, out of any of these other guys here. And then, uh, as, and, and I love that all this is happening and basically what they're saying is like, Hey, just leave the Turks and go, go back to your daughter, basically. And Rufus yeah. is like, uh, actually no one can leave the Turks alive. <laughs> and uh, you know you can't leave the Turks, right? You know that better than anyone, right, Verneau? You know that better than anyone. Which is another thing that is like, hmm, what does that mean? What are you yeah, saying? Yeah, can't wait to unwrap that one. I mean,
0: <laughs> dude, it's insane. Look, for just a heads up for people. If we still have to keep tackling these chapters one at a time, we got ten more episodes of Before Crisis. Yeah. But we at least have five more left. There's- it's going to getting nuts there's a
1: lot of like i was not expecting this especially can considering the last couple chapters have been very like you know hey, everything's just wrapped up in one chapter it's all very self-contained right but this is something where it's like oh now we're actually attacking the overall plot of this game i think finally at this point <laughs> only 16 chapters in we're now finally starting to <laughs> to capture uh the the overarching plot of this story, and uh, it, it's definitely a lot. It's de- there's definitely a lot going on here. <laughs> but uh, oh, as yeah. as Rufus is uh, kind of saying, "Hey, you know, death is the only way out," and Verdot's like, uh, "Hey, no one knows about this." And in and when he says no this, he's talking about Rufus being a traitor. <laughs> so like, not even uh, and he said, not even the executives will know about it. So, it's it kind of is saying to me like all this stuff that happened here is like the only only people that are gonna really know what happened here are the people that are here and that's it, um, which Rufus seems to be uh, kind of annoyed by <laughs> because he's like damn it that was my last <laughs> that was my last trump card god damn it uh, which I mean hey honestly. Uh, Rufus should be counting his blessings at this point. Honestly, he, he, sh- oh, I think he so should count too. himself lucky that he hasn't been yeeted into the reactor at this point <laughs> by any of the <laughs> other people here. Um, but Verdot even, Verdot even says like, this will be my last mission as a Turk. And, uh, it's, you know, oh wait, no, he said, um, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he said, yeah, the president, uh, Said that he wants uh, he wants Rufus to be locked up in a room and think about all the bad things he's done.
0: <laughs> like a real finger, which is like oh, I mean,
1: it's so like one of those things where you're like, man, that is so belittling. But it's like it's it's his son, you know. It's like that's even more. It's like, oh well, yeah, of course. I guess he wouldn't want to, you know. He wouldn't want to just off his own kid. President Shinra's not that fucked up of a pretty... He'll kill thousands of other randos, no problem. But he's not going to kill his son, (laughs) I guess. Uh, Even though his son would totally kill him and has tried to get him killed twice now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And there is a little moment here of Rufus having a little bit of inner monologue, being like, ah, so the old man's trying to say that I'll never surpass him, huh? That motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this, uh, this honestly, this whole thing when I saw it, um, it, it's, it, I, I, I'm still even now going through it again. I feel like I, I definitely was like I was not ready for any of this, and it's a lot. It is so no. they drop so much. In this chapter, that I thought was just going to be like, oh hey, we get to have a friendly little romp with Barrett, and it's great. I almost forgot Barrett was even in this chapter at this point. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> he's like a minor footnote in this. In this, now that we're you know having all these big you know big plot bombs going off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and then uh, yeah, so oh, yeah, uh, Verdot takes his leave after his daughter. And uh, leaves, uh, leaves the rest of the Turks and Rufus to uh, make their, their escape. And I mean, obviously, this is not the last of we'll be seeing of Verdot, or at least I hope so. Um, I doubt it. But they, 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 they try to do that thing of like, well, thank you for everything you've done, sir. And you know, all that kind of stuff. God and, uh, <laughs> and Rufus is like, hey, guys, so uh, we got to get out of here because uh going to blow this place. And they're like, what? And he's like, well, yeah, I'm the one that gave him the detonator <laughs> to blow it up. So <laughs> I love that last little bit of like, yeah, I was the one that gave him the detonator to blow it up. Um, so yeah, as, uh, everyone's making their escape and I, there was a little section that I guess, uh, we kind of skipped over, but as, uh, when Verdogue uh, arrived on the scene, he's like, all right, you know, Sung, you got the front and Reno, you got the left and Rude, you got the right and shotgun, you got the rear and everyone's like, yeah, we could do it. And like all their portraits appeared on the screen and it, they all said, yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of reminds me of that, uh the end of uh, dirge of cerberus <laughs> when uh vincent's mm-hmm. like oh it's, guess it's time to go kill god and everyone's like yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh yeah as um the rest of the the rest of the party is making their escape uh, shotgun is left to uh deal with uh, all the avalanche that are coming to attack them and things are getting uh pretty pretty grim as just we're, we're fighting raven after raven and things are looking pretty bleak and you know like shit man things are things are looking bad and we're running out of time and then all of a sudden our good old pal <laughs> two guns shows up
0: pops on in when, when you need <laughs> literally out of nowhere
1: <laughs> whenever we need him he's always there uh yeah so <laughs> i guess at some point maybe i don't know Uh, cause two guns shows up and he's like, Hey, sorry to make you wait. And it's like, I I don't, I maybe at some point shotgun like radioed in and be like, Hey, we need, we need a help over here or something. I don't know. But, uh, anyways, two guns is here (laughs) and he, uh, he helps us, uh, clean up the rest of the avalanche and we are on our way to make our daring escape timer ticking down, running into, uh, groups of enemies one after another. And then as we're about to make our escape, Shotgun gets tackled off of the platform that they're standing on by Sears. And, uh, we're like, oh, okay, that, that's where I guess maybe we're going to fight Sears again. No, we cut to the outside of the reactor and Two Guns walks out to everyone else. And, uh, Sung's like, hey, where's Shotgun? And, uh, he's like, well, she got, uh, plummeted into the depths of the reactor <laughs> And it's kind of ends on this weird, like, somber note of, um, you know, ev- so all the other Turks are reacting to this news, and they're like, ah, oh, she'll make it. And, like, uh, Reno's like, ah, oh, she'll make it. And then it cuts to, like, a, a black screen with just shotguns, uh, like, character model laying on the ground. And she's like, she's a Turk. She'll definitely make it. And that was the moment when I started being like, are they going to kill off shotgun (laughs) right now and replace her with two guns possibly? (laughs) Um,
0: It's possible. Because
1: I definitely got that vibe for sure. Uh, And I was definitely a little concerned about that, seeing that, but we don't, I I don't know as of yet. Um, I don't think they will, but who knows at this point, I don't even know who I am anymore (laughs) with all the, (laughs) all these, uh, these things being dropped left and right here. But and then, just as we're about to collect ourselves from that whole debacle, we go on back to the Shinra headquarters um, to be to what is I would say one of the quickest um, cliffhangers that they've ever done, <laughs> where um, oh yeah, this is like a drive by yeah, it's li- literally just a <laughs> we cut back and President Shinra is like, and his first line is Scarlet, fly out to Corel. one of the reactors is being bombed there. And that's it, and then it just ends.
0: <laughs> we don't we don't get to. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, if you know, if you remember OG, they don't need to do much more build up than that. No. You know what's coming.
1: Hey, you know we we know what's happening, and hey, we were just bitching last episode, or at least I was, that uh, man, we didn't we haven't seen Scarlet or Palmer yet. What the fuck's up with that? And uh, I guess next chapter we're gonna see Scarlet for the first time in in this game. We don't even get to see her portrait yet. Um, It's just yeah, President Shinra being like, "Hey, fly out to Corel. There's a reactor out there." uh, To be continued. (laughs) Like I literally as that when I watched this the first time, I was just like, "Oh!" Like I was still trying to process all the other stuff that just happened, and I'm like, "Oh, wait, Scarlet?" And then it said to be continued. I'm like, "Oh, okay. (laughs) I guess that's it." (laughs) But uh, yeah, so uh, Jesus Christ, dude.
0: This has got to be we I feel like the last few chapters we've said this but they've it rings true. Slightly, this is the most
1: dense chapter so like far. Like they've been these chapters have been increasing in in girth uh in the last couple chapters but this one is definitely like there's some real like this is like oh some real plot stuff going on here instead of being oh, yeah, like yeah. oh you know we have like this little sub story involving Yuffie and Sid and and the thing is is that with like the Yuffie and Sid chapters I feel like they're the stuff that was going on in those chapters was definitely important to the story and like especially to those characters but I feel like it wasn't until this chapter when I realized like oh right there's like a whole other story being like being told here i guess maybe i got used to being like oh we're just gonna catch up with the gang and we're gonna see what happened with them before we meet them in in og and stuff you know and i guess maybe maybe that's by design where they're just kind of being like yeah whatever because i feel like the last time we had a big um story chapter like this was like after the the filler episode right after um right you know and the things were like they're kind of being like they're lulling you into this false sense of like oh we're just we're having a fun romp with all these characters that we know and love and yada yeah oh hey it's the nibbleheim incident good to see a nibbleheim incident hey look there's yuffie hey she'd look you know found out what materia is all oh, that quirky that you know quirky little you and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh there's sid and yeah he's still cursing up a storm and then here's just fucking just just smashing just like no no <laughs> here's all this other stuff now and i'm like i'm 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 here for it I'm not, I'm not saying anything negative i'm way more positive now about this game than i was uh in the last couple chapters just because not that i dislike them but it just it I, I i didn't i couldn't quite put my thumb on it like why i didn't like the last couple chapters and until i the We saw this chapter and I'm like, oh, because we basically just been doing side stories this whole time. And there's like a whole other overarching plot for this specific game that we have barely touched on at all throughout this entire thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. (laughs) Now I understand because there's this all this other stuff that we had no idea was going on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I want to know more about this stuff. I want to know more. I want to continue doing this. Um, And, yeah, I mean, we're definitely, we're we're coming around the bend with uh, Before Crisis here. I think there's only, after, we're less than ten chapters, right, you said? Where this would be...
0: It's either going to be, if we're covering one episode at a time, it's going to be ten chapters. If we're doing two at a time, it's going to be five.
1: Yeah, and it seems like maybe... uh, I mean, I don't know because the way that we've sort of handled this up to this point was that we, when we were doing the two chapters in one episode, it was just kind of like there wasn't a lot going on there, and we right. kind of needed, in order for us to make like a, a like a quote unquote full episode of the the podcast, we wanted to fill it as fill it to the brim, like we did with this episode. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if if all the chapters going forward are going to be like this, um, yeah, I think we probably will. C- keep to one uh, chapter per episode but
0: we're gonna need to we'll yeah. see
1: we'll see yeah because i feel like i still want to talk more about the stuff happening here but we've already been going <laughs> a little uh, over time uh but yeah i mean we could i and honestly would totally love to do like a wrap-up episode at the end of all this and kind of you know we'll have we we'll have, have, we'll have, we have like to. a final thoughts episode kind of thing we'll have like a, an actual proper thing and uh you know, and and we'd love to of course, you know, if any anyone listening, if you have any other thing if you if you, let us know how you feel about all this. If you have any questions and things like that, please write into to us the uh, midgarminute at gmail dot com. We I feel like we haven't really done that sort of thing where it's like, Hey guys, let us know what you think. I mean sometimes we do, but <laughs> definitely want to throw it out there. We'll have I don't know, maybe we'll we'll get uh we'll get some people's opinions on things. I would love to hear other people's opinions on things, but um yeah, I'm I'm just my mind is still going at hundred miles an hour right now. <laughs> trying to Well yeah, I mean well I mean all the possibilities
0: all just completely expanded. You know, when you think about where this story could go, yeah. where is it going? You know Without context, you don't know where it stops, right? You're trying to figure out who the traitor of Avalanche is. So for all you know, the whole climax of the entire thing could be up! rufus was the traitor yeah, and honestly, but here we are at like pretty much the like mid-point mid-point of point, the midway point and it's like not and they, it's
1: immediately been turned into a footnote now because you're like oh they already know about rufus being the traitor now and it doesn't even matter <laughs> now to like the overarching story you know they're just carrying on
0: like business as like, usual yep,
1: that's it and then everything goes i mean i'm sure we'll probably see rufus and and uh Obviously, the rest. Oh, well, they're of the going terms. to
0: elaborate it. I mean, I imagine the next episode is going to be all about Scarlet going to going to Corel and that igniting the dine incident. We'll see Barrett lose his arm, but. I'm with you. It's like, I already know what's going to happen there. It'll be cool to get a further perspective and maybe just like with the whole Sid situation and Yuffie situation, we got to learn a little bit more. I'm hoping that with the Barrett, Dine, Corel, Scarlett incident, we'll get to learn a little bit more about that as well. But I'm with you in the sense that I am way more invested. in. Okay, so now that Reno, Rude, and... Song know that Rufus was the traitor. How do we go from point A here to point B? They're working mm-hmm. underneath, him? and then especially like that's where I'm like, at. Like I can see maybe in OG
1: it not being like a big of a deal because this came out after it, but with right. remake in consideration now, now so potentially the Reno and Rude and Sung that we've seen in remake know that this that that Rufus is was doing stuff with Avalanche and all this other stuff. It just, it recontextualizes everything <laughs> in this whole this whole new light because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, theoretically, you know, even when this came out, that would have been the, the first, you know, knowledge that anyone else had of Rufus being uh, involved with Avalanche in this major way. And, I mean, shit, it really is interesting now when I, you know, I think of things like in Intermission when... You know, G just being questioned by Shinra and he's like, Oh, how did you find out about this information? He's like, Oh, it could have been Hojo or maybe it wasn't Heidigger. Oh yeah, right, it was Rufus and we joked constantly <laughs> about wait, what <laughs> if he's telling the truth though? <laughs> about that last one though? And if if remake is gonna take all this stuff into the the continuity into effect Uh I think we're maybe we'll have another revelation at some point. Oh, yeah. And uh, good old, uh, good old Jija and the rest of Avalanche. I guess we'll, man, I am, oh, I hope we get more remake stuff. I hope remake gets announced, uh, part two gets announced this year. Apparently, apparently. Oh, uh,
0: Katase said it would. Uh, Katase said uh, it Yeah, would.
1: apparently Katase has said that, yeah, you're going to see it this year. And I love that he came out and said he just said it. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're yeah. seeing it. And uh, yeah, uh, shout out to uh, Maximilian. <laughs> At that video, he's like, no, motherfucker, you're going to see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> most other companies and most other uh, directors and producers, oh, yeah, maybe we'll see. So like, no, you're seeing it. You're seeing it this year. Um, but anyways, to, to avoid this episode going on any longer than it already has. Are there any other... Uh, like closing notes that you'd like to say, Nick, or, uh, should we just, should we just hop right in and then just ride, ride this, ride this copium train all the way to next week when hopefully we get maybe I say some we of ride our it
0: to next week. I feel like I said what I needed to say. Um, best chapter so yeah. far oh, through and through a thousand percent, Dropped even a lot of bombs than, on us. Um, even better than the filler episode. <laughs>
1: Which yes, which was the highlight pretty pretty this. high bar to to reach but they they did it
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but uh yeah I think uh with that all being said, I can't wait until next week to be honest with you and hopefully uh, you, everyone listening at home hopefully you're just as excited as we are but with that being said uh I'll count us out I'll count us down this time I think I did it last time as well but i'll do it I'll do it this time too Hey, feeling, here you I'm go. I'm feeling, feeling good. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm ready when you are. Three, two, one. <sighs> oh, man. Oh, boy.